Welcome to Bald Move Pulp, the officially unofficial podcast for Loki on Disney+. Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're back for a season two preview. Uh, this, I, I think, what, next Friday is when this podcast or when this show comes back. And it's been two years since we've seen this. Uh, so a lot of people have probably forgotten what happened or they're maybe not as excited as they should be, as I deem that they should be. Uh, or maybe they've never seen it and they just want to know what's up with Loki and should I get in. We're going to be talking about all that stuff today. Uh, Aaron, I wanted to, before we get into that, maybe go on a little bit about what our schedule is going to be for this. Because it's a little truncated compared to our usual style. Yeah, I think uh, our normal cadence, because this is going to be released, uh, Disney's fixed the the midnight baloney. Uh, they're releasing these at 9 p.m. Eastern on Thursday night, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific. And so that puts us in a bind because normally we like to take a day to you know get our thoughts, watch the show, compile feedback, uh, and then release it and record it the next day. Um, but uh, we won't want to wait the whole weekend. So we're going to do yeah. like a hurry up offense on Loki. We're going to get all of our coverage done uh, and out by Friday uh, so it can beat beat the weekend. Um yeah, that's our that's our plan. Uh, they're going to do us a little dirty the first week by releasing two episodes, so we'll have to hurry up twice. But uh, we'll we'll get we'll get the job done. I don't know if we'll get every Easter egg, uh, every comic book Easter egg pointed out uh, in those first two, but we'll we'll do our best. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty short season. I think there are six episodes planned, which is the same as season one. So. Kind of a mini series, uh, you know, with, with different seasons. Um, it won't be won't be too long of a show here, and I think that's good. I think like season one hit just a perfect sort of pace for the show, kept things interesting. So I'm excited that they're doing that again for season two. Uh, Aaron, if people haven't seen Loki, is there any reason you would say that they should watch it? The highest recommendation I can give is the fact that I'm not having to twist this man's arm into doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, the, va- the vast majority of the Marvel stuff you'll notice we haven't covered because uh, Jim has a pretty high threshold of what uh, of, of what will get him involved in, in Marvel Fantasy ridiculousness. bullshit. Yeah. Yes. I, that's, the, that's the more coarse way to put it. Um, and he's legit <laughs> excited. And I, you know, the thing is, is like, I'm, I am. you know, we're, we've got a checkered history of some of this Disney plus stuff. I think a lot of it has been a lot. Uh, but Loki was one of the early standouts um, mm-hmm. and one that gave me hope that like maybe this Marvel because they had, they start off strong, WandaVision and, and Loki. Um, but I thought this has got a great, first of all, um, they're very charming leads like Tom mm-hmm. uh, Hiddleston and Owen Wilson are very charming. Uh, they're very funny. Loki managed to be extremely funny. Uh, there's a lot of like jokes that Loki's kind of grandiose expan- expense. Um, this show is also, I think, pretty tightly plotted. It's like I am a sucker for like, you know, time twisty multiverse type plots. And yeah. Loki was kind of ground central for all that. Uh, the big kickoff. Um, and as funny as it is, it's also surprisingly got a lot of heart um, when you're, you know, Loki's trying to deal with like what it means to be him. Uh, mm-hmm. What does it mean to be this kind of like morally ambiguous bad guy that's lost by the way his country and his family uh, 
Uh, he, he, you know, this is also the story of a Loki variant that split off during the Adventures in-game business. So there's also like, what's it mean if I'm an infinite Loki in an infinite universes where Loki can sometimes be a frog or a woman or uh, a 60s cover variant with crazy spandex uh, costumes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like all that happens at once. The funny stuff and the heartfelt stuff and the time variant stuff is all going on at the same time. And I, I think it's it's it, it's it's one of the it's one of the best Marvel shows easily for me. What about you? What's what's the thing that attracts you to, to Loki yourself? Well, I agree with all that. Um, I think that stuff is excellent in this show. And the other thing that really excites me about it, uh, specifically in relation to some of the concepts that they're dealing with, is the amount of money that Disney can bring to bear on something like this and the talent Um, because visually I think they're going to have to do a lot with some of the concepts that they have uh, played with in season one and I'm really excited to see what they come up with for that stuff because this show looks great I mean the the visual style of this show with the TVA and all that is kind of amazing it's got like a retro futuristic kind of look that I've seen done in other places, but they really just kind of nail it here. Um, and then they go and do some more fantastical stuff as well, which also looks great. And season two promises to have even more of that stuff. I think if I, if I, if I extrapolate from where we leave season one, um, and, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that stuff. So yeah, all the stuff you mentioned, plus just the visual look of this show and what they could do with that stuff. Yeah. It's like Exciting. the, you, you mentioned the time variance authority being this retro kind of cool, but also they're no slouches going for the jaw dropping stuff. Like they, yes. you know, when they, some of the, uh, what is the, 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 the time, time after time or the place beyond time at the end where you could see all the multiverse swirling around is amazing. The, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, kind of time void where they had to fight this, uh, entropy monster with all the various Lokis gathered uh, uh, across the multiverse was very, you know, uh, aside from all the other stuff being funny and heartfelt and all that stuff, it was also just visually arresting. And it's, you know, for long-term Marvel fans, even casual Marvel fans, there's also just a cavalcade of Easter eggs and references and things in the margins that are happening all the time that are, like, not even that crucial to the plot. It's just, it's just fun to see. You know, mm-hmm. we saw like Thanos's helicopter from the old 90s Avengers playset, <laughs> or maybe it's sure. even 80s. We saw the mighty th- th- uh, Throg last mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year. Um, uh, Croc Loki, <laughs> Crocky, I forget what was his old deal. An alligator Loki. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's and then it all looks just rock solid. You know, so yeah, for sure. And you so might. That's be- why you should be watching Loki if you're not. And if you already have watched season one and you're like, time monster, but portals at the end of time, he, he remember, what is this stuff? I don't remember any of it. Maybe we should talk about kind of where we left season one just as a refresher. Because I know I, I went back and I watched the finale again because I needed that refresher. Um, and it also simultaneously got me really excited for where we could go in season two. So the nice if, thing is they do hit a bit of a reset button. So all of the fine yeah, yeah. plot points, I think, can be dissolved from your brain like yes. a, a mild acidic solution. You can just kind of smooth <laughs> all that stuff over and, and you're going to learn a lot of uh-huh. it again. There, there's really only like two 
two plot things that you need to remember going into this and yes and for people who you know haven't seen it and want to watch it i guess shut the podcast off now and we'll see you in our season two coverage uh for people who have seen it want a refresher the big plot line to me is the is he who remains right mm-hmm. and the world that they now inhabit they at the at the end loki gets kicked out of the the place after time or whatever it's called uh by sylvie who then kills he who remains who was kind of the only thing stopping a cavalcade of other even worse he who remains type characters coming through the multiverse and mm-hmm. and causing a cataclysmic uh existential event so the like lo- these two loki's sylvie and loki can exist because if they are the whole one pure plot the timeline falls apart yeah and now Loki has all this knowledge, but he's inhabiting a world that is changed by the the events uh, to where he who remains is kind of the head of the TVA. And I assume that means that Sylvie is running whatever shop he was running before um, as he remains. I thought she was going to do an Atlas shrugged and just like kill him and fuck off. Just let things to chips fall. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, because she's like a radical freedom type of person. I mean, the other option here is that there, there's one other dangling thread here that I think is important. It's when Ravona uh, Renslayer, the person who's been running the TVA, it just bounces. She she leaves. She goes through a portal and she basically says like, hey, I'm going to go take over so I can have free will is essentially mm-hmm. what she says. So she's probably out there in the multiverse trying to take over he who remains spot so maybe in that void she's the monster that that came through i don't know um but definitely the world has changed no one remembers who loki is at the tva mm-hmm. and that's going to be interesting he's going to have to try and explain to him every uh, them everything he's been through so there's two so that that brings us to two big challenges that i'm wor- wondering how they're going to succeed or how they're going to overcome this year uh-huh one of them is how are you going to reset everyone except for the main protagonist and the audience and have the protagonist explain everything to people like Mobius and Mobius and Hunter B-15. Um, that's Owen Wilson and one me Misako. How is he going to, in a realistic, believable way, explain such cataclysmic information to people who are ignorant of them so they'll take him seriously and help him in mm-hmm. a way that won't seem completely like just retreading information to the audience. Like, you know, what, well, how long would it take uh, yeah. a rando that drops into your office? And again, it, it maybe your office deals with timey-wimey stuff. But how long would it take someone to randomly appear in your office and convince you that you have to believe them and act in this urgent way or all of time and space might be destroyed by Jonathan Majors? Yeah. I'd, I'd like really need to see some evidence, you know. I'd, more I'd than a lunch see... hour. Oh, but yeah. if I think as as an audience, they have to have a way to tell that story, but also hustle it up or or it's just going to be like, oh, my God. So I, I do wonder how they're going to get back to the status quo after completely throwing, you know, to, to tipping the table over. And the other thing is... Well, I, th- I think there's hints about that. Uh, maybe put a pin in the second thing, because at the end of season one, he runs in, and the conversation that he interrupts is about a whole bunch of branches that need to pruning at the same time. It's like 60-something branches. And Owen Wilson's like, how the hell are we going to get this done? Mm-hmm. There's too many branches. So maybe he can use that as kind of evidence, but we'll see. 
And it does look in from the trailer. You can see like them trying to deploy some device that looks like like a a cable repair tool that's like trying okay. to bring the strands back together. So they've pruner. got, yeah, because they've also got their hands full just without Loki coming and saying you got to stop. You, you know, they're they're trying to unfracture the timeline on top of Loki mm-hmm. saying, well, we got to do this other thing. So I, I'm curious about that. And then the other thing is the Kang problem, yes, which is. Oh, we were just talking about this before the podcast that in early March of this year, we went to see Creed three and we were talking about Jonathan Majors is just going to be a big giant star. He has got mm-hmm. such a rising trajectory. He's such a fascinating guy. He's got the Marvel physique. He's charismatic as hell. He's got all these franchises. You know, this was coming off of, um, you know, like I said, his involvement in the Creed as him in Black Panther. What was the other thing that he did? Lovecraft Country. He was very Lovecraft good. Country. Like he was red hot. And then two, three weeks later, assault charges come out against them. And they were like not having word that the, 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 and the alleged assault took place that they were using words like strangulation. And there was like a worry that this is a beginning of a pattern of behavior. And like all of, you know, all these doors started closing to him. And you started, and we were wondering, like, well, what the heck? Because, like, he is going to be, it's, it'd be like if uh, Thanos got arrested for, you know, assaulting a woman and choking her. And, like, like what? And they, they did this at the, like, end of Thor 2, the Dark World. Like, now what? Yeah. Um, and it seems like and since then, there's been some things that have come to light. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are kind of just waiting to see how things would go out. I uh, saw that in August, uh, his accuser had charges pressed against them and they fled the country so like hmm. where are we at it seems like disney is going uh, like like doubling down because they you know they still have kang uh as a major part of the multiverse um i was surprised in the trailers that they're just still all in like he is looks like he's going to be all through this so it's like I, it seems like disney is betting that this is a one time off thing that maybe if everyone heard the full story that there would, you know, that, 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 that people would understand it, or this is going to be an isolated incident that won't repeat. I don't know, but those are the two things mm-hmm. I was wondering how they're going to handle. And, uh, I guess it remains to be seen because Disney's taking a big, big, big risk. If it turns out that this is going to be a pattern, uh, cause they're building a franchise around, oh, you know, yeah. someone that's going to be toxic in, in the public. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, when you said the Kang problem, I thought you meant in the show universe because that's also a concern. Like, how are they going to handle well, that's, this multiverse? Where that's all the something. Kangs... That, that's something that I would in would you know look forward to seeing them resolve in a fun yeah, and yeah. entertaining manner. Over th- so the, 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 the legal one. things mm-hmm. involving strangling women, I, that's <laughs> yeah. not as much fun to see resolve. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's a big question mark. Uh, I guess we'll just see how it develops. Um, but I do I do have some things around that that I want to see in season two. You know, I, I really am hoping they get weird in a science fiction-y multiverse kind of way in season two. Um, I, I want to see what it looks like when, you know, thousands of Kangs pour out of some kind of uh, multiverse portal and fight for dominance of, of the multiverse. That against cool, literal gods know? i like that right, line with all their where... their science their future science tech 31st century science tech that that'd be super cool i like that line where sylvie's like we're playing god here and loki's like we are gods <laughs> yes uh-huh, that's kind of uh-huh. our whole deal um you know something else i'm excited to see what's that we'll be right back with more bald move after this brief pause 
And now, back with more Bald Move. Kaywee Kwan. Speaking oh, of someone who yeah. is super hot and not a shred of scandal, nothing no. but wholesome. How awesome is it to see this guy? The only thing, the only thing I regret is he blew up slightly too late to get an awesome Indiana Jones cameo in Dial of Destiny. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, I think he'd just be a straight upgrade to what we got with uh, Sala, right? Like, I, a, I think so. I, I don't know. I like Sala a lot. I like don't Sala a lot too. Jonathan Reese Davies. Maybe amazing, they can both but... be there, and Sala stays home at port. Uh-huh. And uh, short round goes the the you, you know go. now it's like it's like Sala now he's taking care of Doctor Jones instead of Doctor Jones looking after him yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then yeah Heike Kwan could go on the uh, adventure with him I don't know much about this guy his name's O B which I saw speculation saying that he's going to be a character named Ouroboros and okay. he works <laughs> at the repairs obvious. in a advancement department he's standing at a circular desk. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like yeah, if you're you got a guy that you're trying to repair repair sixty plus strands of the multiverse, you'd want to visit him. And they also Hell in that yeah. same scene, they're introducing this concept of time slipping, which they say is kind of roughly analogous to what's happening in the Spider Verse, where people glitch out. Like this mm-hmm. this time slipping is this uh, you know the time fracturing trying to heal itself, and it's randomly displacing Loki. Uh, which is inconvenient when they're trying to solve a temporal mystery. So I'm, uh, yeah, that seems like a cool new concept. Yeah, I'd love to see him as a sort of quirky uh, scientist, kind of trying to weave the the timeline back together. That'd be amazing. Any other plot points, or because there's a couple other things I saw from the trailer. I I guess I want to see how big of a villain Judge Renslayer becomes. Um, yeah. I, I like her. I didn't. I didn't feel like she had the best plotline in the last season. Um, but but I, I'm looking forward to what she could do this season. Yeah, no, it's a big. I'm I'm kind of curious to see things because she's in the trailer more than like uh, B15. So apparently she's going to serve nice. a bigger bigger part of the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about because like there's the other thing I saw in a behind the scenes is that they're going to deal with the founding of the time variance authority. Like when you see the old timey Jonathan Majors, that's apparently set place at the uh, 1863 Chicago Fair. Nice. Um, and then so there's there's one time frame. Uh, there's also a shot of Sylvie uh, working at a McDonald's in a very recognizably like mid 70s, early 70s uniform. So there's a third timeline we're going to be exploring. Uh, and there's only six episodes. It's like one of those things like I wonder if they are go- like they're going to be very self-contained. Like this is the you know, 1890s mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. This is the 1970s episode. This is or these are just going to be kind of like last because last season, all the time, things were kind of basically backdrops, you know, different environments for the, the yeah. plot that's kind of mm-hmm. linear to be taking place. So, yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm just really curious to see how they handle that. Yeah. Now, what is what is a multiversal war against godlike beings look like? I don't know. Against it's a, exciting. A, a, a scientist that's uh, a thousand years in the future. Right, that's the thing. Like you know, you've got the actual literal Loki gods, and then you've got uh, scientists who are going to present probably like gods, much in the way well, Kang did. Right? 
well especially i did you see ant-man with me because like the the latest ant-man and the, the wasp latest, yeah. three mm-hmm. he yeah like literally he appears as like an egyptian god in one of his guises yeah. so it's like yeah kang definitely can lean in that direction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything else uh to get uh, hyped up for loki i think that's about it I'm all right excited. like i said we're gonna we're gonna be covering this here in bold move pulp as we usually do with our our marvel coverage if you'd like to drop us a line about loki uh, in advance of season two or after first episode drops, join our conversation at marvel at baldmove.com. We'd love to hear what you think about the show and uh, how we're covering it. Marvel at baldmove.com. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for Loki too. If you are looking for other things that we're doing, check us out on social media. All of our social media is at baldmove except for TikTok, which is at baldestmove. And then finally, if you'd like to support us, great time. Get in the ground floor of Loki, get ad free feeds get extra bonus audio and video content at support.baldmove.com thanks again for listening we're excited to have you along for the first two episodes next week until then I'm Aaron and I'm Jim see ya see ya